Well, he well within his right to do what he doing. He did what he's supposed to do. His school back him. She dove out there like she was crazy. He did what he was supposed to do. Well, the, but but see, that's still wrong though because the reason why she's not. I was saying that people have it twisted. Nobody is discrediting her, what she, her claim, because of her beliefs or because she's black or she's from Cameroon or Nigeria or whatever. But that's what people have pumped, pushed up so that so that they can make it seem that way. And that's what we can't, you can't allow people to mischaracterize arguments because they launch from a faulty premise. And if you, if you always walk, if you walk from a faulty premise, you want to always be out there swimming with in faulty conclusions. So the thing is, is, is she's not wrong or irresponsible because she's black or because she believes in, in spirit sex or none of that stuff. She's irresponsible because that's not the scientific criteria to determine the safety and efficacy of a drug or treatment. That's why. And so anybody that says what she says, black, white, pink, brown, purple, male, female, is the same. They're not being responsible and, and going through the proper uh, procedure for us to know how safe something is and how effective something is. That's it. So it's not much to say. I don't care if it's a Yale professor. I don't care if he got a degree from Santa Claus University. It doesn't matter. If there's a standard on how we know things. Like you say you live, we live. Let me just give you this example I used, I used like about, man, an hour ago on somebody, with, with somebody. So me and you, um, like, like that room you in right now. Right. I don't know if that's a room or a closet. <laughs> but okay, that room you in right now. Uh how wide is it? Ain't that wide. So just give me a number. About about four feet. Okay, now now, now look, listen. You you say it's four feet, and I and I look at it from the camera and I say it's eight feet. And then, and then me and you get into an argument. You say it's four. I say it's eight. And we, we argue for 10 minutes. And then Sean comes in with a tape measure and just measured it and shuts us both up and say, nah, it's five feet. So, so, so the point in that is that there is a standard that allows us to know when something is known. Without, without the guesswork, it eliminates the guesswork and the speculation and the chance and the options and stuff like that. So that's what scientific processes do for us. And so if people are not willing to acknowledge the process or the standards, then they're going to swim in a bunch of misinformation all day long. and We can't help them. So that's what I'm saying. It's really not much to say. It's really not much to say. Either, either people are going to go by the standards or they're not. And if they're not, they got to explain why not. And 99.99% of the people who don't do that, they can't explain why not. It's just, I just don't feel like it. They can't explain it. <laughs> I just don't feel like I don't want it or I don't trust this and that. And, and, and it's just rooted in circular ignorance, insecurities, distrust, 
and and a bunch of things outside of the answer so anyway okay. that's that's what i'm saying so i mean it's it's really set them up knock them down type of thing with with that i mean it's, <laughs> it's not much it's not much to really say on so anyway, on you say set them up knock them down let me um all right man um shoot let's go ahead and get this party started right man let's get into this man um get into it man get the show on the road here get it going man black african power what's good what's happening a well-organized lie defeat the disorganized truth every time woohoo we man Y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killing in the house. Look, check this out, family. Look, we're going to do what we got to do. And we're going to do what we got to do. We standing tall. We standing strong. Man, this is a real black atheist show, man. That's what it is, man. Oh, I see everybody. Oh, I see you in that, Malcolm. Where you at, Malcolm? My man right here, man. You stand up God, Malcolm. What's good, Malcolm? I appreciate you calling in to that Sarnetta show with that crazy doctor. We're going to get on that tomorrow, though. What's good, brother Malcolm? How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, peace to everybody on the panel. Uh, it's an honor to be here, uh, be able to speak and dialogue with you all and build on some important information during an extremely important man, time. Here. Good, man. Um, <clears throat> so I'm here, man. I'm, hey, I'm ready to get it in. Uh, I always learn something from you guys when I uh, when I am on the show and off the show. So, um, you know, let's get the people what they need. Mm, that's right. What they need. Well, I see you, King Social. What's good, man? What it do? What it do, brother? How you feeling, man? What's going on, family? Can Can you hear? I, I'm using a different phone. I can, I can hear you. Kind of phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything good. Um, uh, you know, uh, come to enjoy the show. Come to share what I know and learn what I don't know, man. Peace to the channel. Peace to the chat. Yeah, we're gonna get it in real quick. We're gonna get it all in, man. Hey, I see you. Anti-theist, concrete, coy, pseudo killer, non-believing, all above. What's good, concrete? How you doing, brother? Peace, peace, man. Just you know, coming through. You know what I'm saying? To give and, and get some good information. It's a lot of it's a lot of misinformation going around in, in the black community and, and just throughout the world in general. So we want to kind of tighten up that 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 truth uh, and. Uh, kind of shuffle up that that dishonesty you know what i mean yeah I see you in a serious chair right there boy yeah no doubt no doubt i'm back in the man cave you know it's been a while since i've been down in the man cave you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's time to get it in in the lab time to get it in yo <laughs> time to get it. hey sean p what's good man mossy clan warrior man posse research team kofi posse research team what else we got Amaral squad official yeah, I mean, my man, what's up with you, man? What's good, Sean? How you doing? ATM Hotel, uh, Black African Power to everybody in the chat, man. Um, just glad to be here. Just ready to, you know, get it in, build with everybody, and, uh, you know, just give, like, like, course, to just give people what they need, man. Yeah, it's important. Get the vaccine to the ignorance. No doubt. <laughs> oh, got to be that vaccine. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's it's really amazing. But yeah, I ain't gonna be doing no Harlem scream today. I just kind of want to get straight to the point. I put um, oh man, man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't getting straight to nowhere. Wooja, man, what's up with you, man? I'm a raw squad official and the whole nine yards. 
What's good, brother? Woo, what it do, what it do, what it do. All right, peace to the panel. Peace to the chat. Peace. Uh, like I said, when you went live, man, it's really about setting them up and knocking them right down uh, and really not playing around. Um, and, you know, like uh, Corey said, or Sosa said, uh, share what we know, uh, learn what we don't know, and then have a discussion towards progress. That's it. It's that guy named Dr. Rich. Is that what it is? Rice? How you say it? How you say his name? Oh, Reesh. 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 Harvey Reesh. Yeah. Harvey Reesh. So I, what I want to do is I want to come to the Yale School of Public Health. All right. And I'm starting to make some determinations here on what, what's going on. So let me read what the dean wrote. All right. I put that in the chat. Right. I'm just going to go right to the dean says. Right. Um, dean says, says, as dean of Yale School of Public Health, where Dr. Reich is employed. I have championed maintaining open academic discourse, including what some may view as unpopular voices. The tradition of academia is that faculty may do research, interpret their work and disseminate their findings. If persons disagree with Dr. Rich, Rich, Reese, review of the literature, it would be advisable to disseminate the alternative scientific interpretation, perhaps through letters or other publications with alternative viewpoints to the American Journal of Edemiology, Edemiology, Newsweek, or other outlets. My role as dean is not to suppress the work of the faculty, but rather to support the academic freedom of our faculty, whether it is in the mainstream of thinking or is cotarian. So, okay, there you go. So his school backs him on his research. And, you know, that's important to have your school behind you. So we, he's not a quack, all right? I'm not gonna classify him as a quack. He did do some research, right? And it's our job, you know what I'm saying, just to put the alternative research to it. Or what's popping in today's world right about now, because science moves very, very fast. So, hey, Sean, do we got a copy of the actual work he did? Do we got that? I can grab it. The, the Yale. Yeah, the Journal of Biology. Uh, yeah, I must say, I know I said that quick. Yeah, it's the American Journal of Epidemiology. Epidemiology. Why I can't pronounce that today for some reason, man. Gonna put his work in there for you. All right. And so I think what's interesting is y'all see the title of the show Boyce Watkins and the Yale Professor Break Bread. Science is a whole other animal, okay? So, Boyce Watkins jumps out there like many people do in this community. They just dive out there, man. Um, he's looking at this professor as having the one answer. We know in science, we don't look at the one scientist and whether you're in Harvard or Yale, 
that doesn't even matter. It's about your research and how up to date it is and how clear it is and how to the point it is, right? And that's important for us to focus on. So for Boyce, Boyce thinking this is investment banking or something. This is not investment banking. When you got a hot idea and you run it out there and make a couple of dollars, this is not it, this is science. So in the halls of science, everything get tested and double tested. And so if you listen to Boyce, right? Boyce makes it clear. Let me see what I got that video. Hold on. I cannot believe, what did I do with the video? Play a little clip from it. Boyce makes a mistake that all people do who don't really understand science. See, you could be a very, very intelligent investor and went to this school and that school and was the smartest in your class and it come to science and you fall on your face. And this is exactly what Boyce did. The problem is Boyce hold weight in this community, man. All right. He holds weight in the pseudo community. He holds weight in period. So what are we going to do with Boyce? Well, what we always do, we got to correct people when they just totally in error, right? And Boyce is in error. Uh, let me see. He's in error because he uses the one guy and makes that, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. He's the one guy and that's it. The guy from Yale, that's his word. And he appeals all the way to authority. He's not a quote. Okay, we get it. He's not a quack. We get that. We get that, boys. We get that, boys. But the paper he has, right, does it stand up in the halls of science? Not to mention he makes this statement over and over again. You got to get, it's a early in the disease. I think it's the first 24 hours or the first 48 hours. What I would like to say, thinking you can catch that disease in the first 24 hours or 48 hours, we're going to make it clear which one it is. It's kind of hard to do because you know how it is in that first 24 hours. Like I told you, Corey, concrete Corey, man, you're acting like you ain't really got it. You hoping that maybe it ain't what you think it is. Day two, you be like, oh man, do I really got it? I ain't sure. So by the time day three get here, you hope you can, you can sit it out. You hope you can make it. By day four, you might be saying, man, I need to go to the hospital. Well, you way past the period, right? Where, where Boyce was talking about that you can even use that particular medicine. Way past that period at that point. So how effective would that be? How many people can you catch that? Even if you get tested, Joe, how long does it take for the test to come back? One day, two days, three days? By the time you get the test back, you're past that period again. So whatever study that professor did, right? That'd be kind of hard to pull that off regardless. But we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about some studies, right? That we got on hand. And I think we're gonna let brother Sean go first. But let me play the, the dad going, hold on. Let me play, shoot, one second, man. Let me get the video real quick. Just had what I tell you. Let me get the video real quick. One second. We're going to play a clip. Man, 
man. I can't. I must have closed the day on thing on that, man. I can't believe I did that, man. It was crazy, man. I see you, Mika. What's up? What's good with you, Moo Moo? Sue Tech, I see you. What's up? Anusha in the house, West African. I see you. Don Williams. <laughs> the Atlanteans. <laughs> oh, man. The Atlanteans. Yo, that's a funny name right there. Bob Richard, what's up with you? Well, I see I'm by sports in here. J. Cal Gaming. All right. Well, I ain't gonna tempt well, that's a whole lot on that name. Black African Power. Shavis. I see you, thugs. What's good? Let me get the voice. Hey, hey, Sean, do you got that video queued up? No, nah, man. I can grab it real quick. Uh, hey, can I believe I got hold on, man? Man. It's crazy. It's called, what the hell is the video called? Boys walking. It's in the chat, right? You got it in the chat? Good. All right. Yale professor blows the lid off the COVID conversation. That's it right there? That's the art. I don't see it. I thought you said you put it right there. No, nah, you. I, I just put it back in there again. I just put it in there for you. Where is that? Right there, check in, uh, in the pseudo killer. Hold on, I'm gonna move it to. Uh, I'm moving it to where I can grab it, man. You know, I know. Oh, you put it in the thing. Yeah, I can't even get you the, the Facebook shit on this computer. Well, I got it. You gonna take my account? <laughs> Put it in the back chat real quick. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. So yeah, I think it's I think it's valuable for us to really get a clear understanding and 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 like yeah, go right there. Huh? It's it. right there on the red source. Yeah, I got it. The Harvard. Another thing people don't really realize is that the Harvard uh the Harvard professor actually titled his his article that he wrote as his opinion is opinion post. No, but he, he got oh, it. So it was uh, like an op-ed or something? Huh? Mm -hmm. The article is like an op-ed article. Yeah. It's in a journal. It's, it's, it's in a good journal, though. It's published. It's published. It's published. I mean, you know, it just requires further study. It's going to, you know, you're going to have to take it from point A to Z at that point which you know I do agree that it's it's always good to write like that that's I mean that's what we we get answers we get answers you know when people spark interest like that but let's see if we got it you got the video yes no maybe so I'm about to put it up I'm sharing my screen up And keep the show on the road. See my screen? Yeah, we see your screen. This, this, uh, his stuff right here. He or the way to best manage COVID. Um, basically, what this article that I just found 
<clears throat> to me, it blows the roof. It blows the lid off the whole COVID conversation oh, in terms hey, of whether yeah. or not hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, you can play that video. You can play it, but just take it off the screen. We don't need to see his face. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, we don't need to hear that music. We don't need to see that face. Yeah, go ahead, play it. I yeah, had my line on me. I was playing. I mean, go ahead, play that. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Is an adequate treatment for COVID. A lot of you have seen uh, this whole COVID conversation get really crazy, really political, really ridiculous. And, uh, and I, I just hate it. I hate it all because people are dying because people want to be loyal to their political parties or people won't believe something because it came out of the mouth of Donald Trump or they won't believe something because the liberals said it or whatever. And I just think that's stupid. It's absolutely stupid and it's destructive. So let me just tell you guys what I just found that has me like literally in a state of emergency in terms of the importance of me sharing this information with you. This is an article in Newsweek written by a Yale professor, a Yale epidemiology professor who has published in the leading academic journals in his field has basically written an article in Newsweek magazine basically says COVID is not that hard to treat. He literally has said that hydroxychloroquine in combination with specific other drugs pretty much reduces the death rate of COVID to almost nothing. I freaked that, Sean. I knew you was going. <laughs> okay. Did you hear what he just said? Now, the article don't even say what he's saying like that. Let's get all that. Let's establish that. It's easy to treat. Who says that about COVID-19? So first of all, he's throwing words in the mouth that easy to treat. Like, so I, at this point, I'm already fed up with boys. Like, I gotta give you the, I gotta give you the stay in your lane, bro. I gotta give you that. Cause now you got people, you got a lot of followers with the investing thing and, and all that. But, but, but now, now, since you do that, you think you can cross on over and do this. You can't do this because you act like you can't read. You act like that man, they say it's easy to treat, like bam, bam, bam. No, who says that about COVID-19? That there's a lot of different things that can happen with COVID-19, which is the disease. It's a lot of different things that can go heart, heart attacks, um, blood clocks. You know, so when people start getting the severe end of it, the first thing they do is now, now they do, they go x-ray and look for blood clocks. How could a blood clock ever, ever be easy just to treat? Heart attacks, high blood pressure. All right, there's a lot of different things that can occur with COVID-19. And it's a, I, figure, I forget a word that people had this condition where they, it's a syndrome where they're tired all the time. Okay, so what do you mean it's easy to treat with the hydrochloric? Come on, man. So you already wrong coming out the gate. Misinformation. All right, right? Coming out the gate. Misinformation. You, he's definitely, you know how we say the pseudo, you know what I'm saying, always died their source. So he's making claims that the quote unquote uh, uh, sciences is not making easy to treat. Who talks like that? Go ahead, Sean. 
almost nothing. And so, you know, a lot of you, you know, have, have really, you know, some of you may have gotten into the whole politics of it where people are making jokes that, oh yeah, well, Trump is saying hydroxychloroquine works and blah, 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 blah. This Yale professor who just wrote an article in Newsweek, one of the leading epidemiologists in the country said, we have done tons of trials with this thing. This thing, this stuff really works. This stuff really does significantly reduce the death rate. I'm going to read some of this to you because it blew my mind. I saw it and I said, thank God we finally got some people coming in here dropping dropping the mic on this shit so that we can really have intelligent conversations because it's getting so stupid that people's versions of reality are changing based on what political parties Tons of tons of research, huh? Huh, boys? That man said they've done tons of research on this stuff, huh? Hmm. He got. Say something to that. Well, he appealing to a throw. I mean, he got one scientist that's that's saying that. I mean, he ain't got. It's that's it's just one by itself. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I want to um. I mean, that just don't make sense by itself right there. You know, I mean, who listens just to one dude? You know what I mean? And, well, and not only that, he talking about he's a leading epidemiologist. You got the, the number one epidemiologist in the world saying that shit's bullshit. So, you know, I, you know, <laughs> excuse my French. I'm looking at his piece. Did he do, a, is his research different from what, um, Thought you got? Does he have like his own independent thing going, or is he using the same um, information Fauci has as far as those studies? Uja, no, I think he did his own separate study. Well, I'm saying we got to kind of back it up a little bit. Uh, Boyce Watkins, in what he says so far, that what you play so far is a sign that what we see all the time. And that's where people really don't understand how science works. You know, science doesn't care about who you are, what color you are, your gender, none of that. Science cares about your method and discernment and how to eliminate error, chance, um, coincidence, et cetera. And what's left would be the closest to reality that you can get to. So the, the, um, the implying of appealing to authority is problematic for what he's doing and it's not about who says it or uh their accolades it's about um the truth it's about what did they do to come to the conclusion that they have arrived at and so until that comes up everything else is just fluff so what you're gonna find out i don't know if you're gonna keep playing it because um you know or, or show the article is that his his um opinion is based on observational studies and not um random controlled trials right and that is the gold standard in knowing the efficacy and safety of a drug or treatment period all day every day if it doesn't go through that then you can't make certain claims and uh, just another thing i want to say that the experts and scientists are not saying hydroxychloroquine um, doesn't have um, the effects that these doctors are uh, saying. They're not saying that, okay, no, these doctors are lying and stuff like that. And so this is where people prop up 
in order to drive their drive their points home. So so they mischaracterize the arguments, you know, and so we have to be careful of that. No, no scientist is saying is is telling these these people that they're lying. If a doctor treated somebody with hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin and zinc and the patient seemed to do good and obviously they didn't die, who is who? who in their right mind would tell that doctor that they're lying, that that didn't happen. But that's a different conversation than saying, okay, hydroxychloroquine is the cure for COVID-19 or is the treatment for COVID-19 that, that this is what needs to be used and the whole nine until you go through a randomized controlled um, trial then you don't know that. And how you don't know, real quick, how you don't know is because there are thousands upon thousands of people that have been infected with SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus, and have come uh, and have uh, come under the disease COVID-19, who have taken nothing, no medication, and they did not die, and they recovered. So, it, so, so am I right to say no medication is the cure? Because I because I will I will be equally in equal footing with their claim. You got thousands of people who don't take anything and they just quarantine themselves, stay in bed, drink some um, I mean, as far as medication, they they do what they do, um, they they get through it and they recover, they don't die. So am I am I to say that that is the cure? You see, so people got to really understand what's 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 actually being argued, what's actually being said and what's being corrected. A lot of stuff is just a bunch of noise. And it's all because people don't understand science. They understand how science works. But anyway, that's it. So, yeah, I'm going to put the article in there. It says opinion. Don't say that starting off. Accepted manuscript. Opinion of early outpatient treatment. Uh, what's this? Uh, symptomatic high-risk COVID-19 patients that should be ramped up uh, immediately as key to pandemic crisis. Oh, he, this is an opinion right now. And it says that. I mean, how, if you care about your people, how are you leaving those keywords out, Joe? I just want to know, how can you leave the keywords out? Start cussing. I barely hear him cuss. He's cussing, talking trash, you know what I'm saying? And he leaves out a key word, opinion. Do you know what opinion is? Like, it, man, we, we can't dream this stuff up, man. Right? And, 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 and what this particular uh, person is doing, this published in this journal, Endemology. Why I keep saying that right, man? What's that? Epidemiology. Did I say epidemiology. it right? Epidemiology. I'll say it again. Epidemiology. Yeah, epidemiology. Epidemiology. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right. All right. So this guy is published. That's totally different than what the black lady was doing. Two different things. Two different things. Matter of fact, they shouldn't even be in the same category in conversation. So for Boyce, so what he did, like you said, what he did was he mentioned her, like we all on her back, right? But we're not on his back, and, and, and he's saying the same thing. He is not saying the same thing that that lady said. No way in that. And he's letting you know, well, this is my opinion. And he writes it out, and he talks about the outpatient thing. He talks about that. So I'm going to give this to y'all, and I want y'all to put this 
in your folder. Put it in the real black atheist folder or the pseudo killer folder. When somebody start talking trash, if you immediately go to it and, and, and send them packing, all right? Send, send us through those packing. It's a good exercise for you. It's important that we be organized in our attack on what we're doing. It's clear. It's clear that the scientific community is under attack when you got the president of the United States just talking like somebody on Facebook. I find that to be very amazing. How in the world is the president of the United States talking like somebody on Facebook? The damn, the damn president is a damn pseudo. And he ain't even pseudo sophisticated. Shout out to Divine Suspect. Pseudo sophisticated. Shout out to you, bro. Stay on. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Rich. Rich, you've been hiding. Rich, we're going to get you, Rich. We owe you, Rich. We definitely owe Rich. Rich, but how you say it? How you say it? <laughs> he didn't run a muck. Rich, brother Rich didn't run a muck, man. He didn't run a muck, man. <laughs> get you. Yeah, you've been safe. <laughs> you been safe, Rich. He done had a pseudo hall pass, man. Ain't, no more, ain't nobody said nothing about Rich. Hey Sean, go ahead. I'm I'm getting an article for everybody. I'm gonna put it in the uh, thing. Hey, hey, hold on, Sean, real real quick though. I just want to kind of uh kind of give it give it to you know bring it down to a layman's uh terms here uh, where we got so far. So you know my my neighbor he a mechanic right and you know, I got my work truck, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I might have something wrong. So I call him and I tell him what's going on with it. And he'll say, you know, when you get home, you know, I I, I can listen to it, you know. And then what he'll do is, now he'll, he'll tell me, he'll give me his professional opinion. He'll say, well, I think it's such and such, but I need to look in, I, I need to take it into the shop and then look into it. See, first he gave me his, his professional opinion. You know, he think is, uh, you know, the transmission. But, you know, once he, when he get it to the shop, then he can tell me better. And then once he get to the shop, he figure out, oh, it was just a distributor cap. You know what I'm saying? So this doctor, you know, it's nothing wrong with a professional opinion. But he has not been in the shop to, to give it a real diagnosis. And, and, and like Wujawu uh, was saying, with the with the trials and the studies like that, like you know, uh, normal medication goes through. You know what I'm saying? So I I just wanted to bring that point to the to the table. All right, that's a good point. Party there, and I just think it's dumb. So here's what the article in Newsweek says. This guy says, as professor of epidemi as a professor of epidemiology at Yale, the Yale School of Public Health. I have authored over 300 peer-reviewed publications and currently hold senior positions on the editorial boards of several leading journals. I am usually accustomed to advocating for positions within the mainstream of medicine, so have become flummoxed to find that in the midst of a crisis, I am fighting for a treatment that the data fully support, but which for reasons have, that have nothing to do with the current understanding of science have been pushed to the sidelines. He's talking about hydroxychloroquine. He's talking about how 
the politics has caused us to really think this stuff doesn't work. And, he, and here's what he says. He says that as a result, as a result of the stupid politics, uh, he doesn't say stupid politics. I'm mad. That's what I'm mad at. He says, as a result, tens of thousands of patients with COVID-19 are dying unnecessarily. Fortunately, the situation can be reversed easily and quickly. I am referring, of course, to the medication hydroxychloroquine. When this inexpensive oral medication is given very, very early in the course of illness, before the virus has had time to multiply beyond control, it has shown to be highly effective, especially when given in combination with the antibiotics azithromycin or doxycycline and the nutritional supplement zinc. Now, what's really fascinating is you remember that African lady? Anybody remember that African lady that was speaking about it and everybody was trying to clown her and saying that she's just full of crap and all that? Like, you know, that's what liberals do. They label you. If, they, if you're not saying something that they like, they slap a label on you. They try to discredit you, try to defame you. They did that to Cornell West when he challenged Barack Obama back in the day. They, they've done that to people like me. They've done it to a lot of people. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I just... Please, that, Sean. Pause so it. now he's doing a pseudo shuffle where you mix and match. You want to say something, Udell? Yeah, just real quick. I just want everybody to be on notice, right? Um, be very careful with anyone that takes a scientific discussion and turns it into politics, turns it into Democrats versus Republicans and all this and that. Be very, very mindful of that because that does go on and that's a very dangerous thing to do, but we see it all the time. Matter of fact, uh, Donald Trump does it every chance he gets. Like every time he, he, he takes the microphone, he turns something into his administration versus previous administration or Democrats are doing this and it's always about being against him in an election and so people who who had that same mindset they will do the same thing in maybe slightly different ways but you got to be mindful of that see science doesn't care about any of that any of that okay that's real science which is you know science i don't even like to say real science because it's either science or it's not we don't have to try to give it different grades and stuff it's either science or it's not doesn't care about that bring your evidence Save all the uh, fluff, fluff and story and backstory and stuff for another time. Bring your evidence or just don't come and don't say anything. That's it. Bring your evidence and your data. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, and just to add on to that, that's that's basically exactly what a pseudo does. He tries to go after emotions. You know, he tries to come at your emotions. And then, the you know, the politics is what will bring those emotions into it. So yeah, definitely good point, Wuja. Uh, I will definitely be mindful of somebody that's bringing emotion or politics into a scientific or a, a, a medical um, discussion. I tell you what I find to be super interesting is he's talking about how people are using politics as he himself uses politics. I find that to be very interesting. Y'all gotta be keen listeners. You know what I'm saying? So he's actually saying, well, they, you know, based off of the power, because he started the video off with the politics, and if you're a Republican or different, why that let's not pay attention to that. Then why are you telling us this? Stick to the data, stick to the information. Right? Then then he throwing the sister because now he he reaching out for your blackity black card now. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like you should care about this woman because she's black. And they got on her, but they didn't get on him. He's playing you now. 
right? He that, That's the game he's playing. And he said, but wait a minute, you on this black lady and now this white guy. So he's using the whole thing. He's using all that to come to reach the conclusion that the guy from Yale appealed to authority, got something. He's using the guy from Yale's work, you know what I'm saying? When the guy from Yale saying, this is an opinion, right? This is some research I outpatient, my opinion, what I think. He's using that to overthrow science. He's using all of that. And guess what, y'all? Since our community are not ready to actually withstand that because you get sucked up in your blackness, right? I'm saying, I'm not saying don't love your blackness. I'm saying is stop leading with your blackness. Like if you're black, you're black. And if you know who you are, you know who you are. You don't have to use that. Don't allow people that's talking to you to use that for you. Well, you got to believe it because it's black. No, I, I should just know it. I shouldn't have. I'm here because I am tired of believing. I want to know. So, boys, what exactly does the study say? Can you read the study? Can you give us the study? Is it saying what you're saying? That's what we want to know. We want to take all the emotion out of it. Science is very, very straight to the point. It cares not of your race, color, or creed or what culture you grew up in, or what stage you at. Wow, I'm a Christian, I'm not, I'm a, it doesn't care about anything. It cares about organizing the facts. That's just that simple. Go ahead, Sean. I'm just not getting on board with anybody's BS if I don't agree with it. And, and so they, you know, they were basically trying to talk about her like a quack. Well, this sister was basically saying a lot of what this guy is saying. She was saying that hydroxychloroquine does make a big difference. So let me read more of this to you. Hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please hit the thumbs up button. And what's up on everybody on Instagram? My Instagram is the Real Voice Watkins. If you want to keep it real and you want real conversations, then uh, go to the, my Instagram, the Real Voice Watkins. Uh, on May 27th, I published an article in the American Journal of Epidemiology entitled, quote, early outpatient treatment of symptomatic high-risk COVID-19 patients that should be ramped up immediately as key to the pandemic crisis. That article published in the world's leading epidemiology journal, the world's leading epidemiology journal, just so you know, you don't get on the faculty at Yale by being stupid. You don't get uh, to publish in the most esteemed journals in your field by writing a bunch of BS. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to be solid with your science. That article published in the world's leading epidemiology journal analyzed five studies demonstrating clear-cut and significant benefits to treated patients, plus other very large studies that show the medication safety. Physicians who have been using these medications in the face of widespread skepticism have been truly heroic. They have done what the science shows them is best for their patients, often at great personal risk. I myself know of two doctors who have saved the lives of hundreds of patients with these medications, but are now fighting state medical boards to save their licenses and their reputations. The cases against them are completely without scientific merit. So what you have here, folks, what you're witnessing here, Black people, is you're witnessing uh, what you call a, a recurrence of McCarthyism. McCarthyism was a very dark era in American history where anybody who didn't go along with the mainstream was going to be labeled and punished for deviating from what the state was telling them to believe or what the, the popular opinion happened to be. And the people who stood up in the face of that tyranny were the people who were on the right side of history. So right now you're dealing with tyranny. Right now you're dealing with tyranny that says, if you don't go along with us, we're gonna try to, we're gonna try to clown you, we're gonna discredit you, we're gonna defame you, we're gonna dog you, we're gonna act like you don't matter, 
when the reality is that people need to start looking at truth and looking at facts. Um, so anyway, let me keep going. Let's see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just want to say this again. Um, we have to be very careful and people have to be become sign. You don't have to have a degree in science in a scientific field or anything like that, but we, we definitely going to have to understand the principles of science because a lot, everything that he just said, is just not true. For science. <laughs> it's just, it's just that it, you know, science is two things at one time. It's the tools. One is the tools and methods that we use in order to know when something is known. And then number two is that it's the accumulative knowledge or cumulative information that's that's um, accumulated based on using the tools and methods of knowing how when it when something is known. And so these are methods and proceed based on different disciplines that you have to go through in order for you to know something. That's why, the, you know, the etymological meaning of the word science is to know. And so that doesn't care about any of that stuff that he just said. Not, none of that. And, 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 and the last thing he actually said was um, go with truth. But the, here's the thing. Science gives you the tools, the toolbox to know when something is true or false, live or memorex, error or accurate or correct. That's what science is. It gives you the tools to be able to do that. Because if I, t if I, t if I, if I, if I, t if I tell you, I could tell you anything. How do you know if, if I'm telling the truth? You have to pull out a, 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 some discernment tools in order to track that, in order to swim in that, navigate that, in order to get to get to the truth, if I'm telling the truth or not. That's what science offers. So people need to understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, so I'm going to show you all how we really get down, how we really get down, right? So you watch this. I'm gonna share the screen. Hold on. To show you how you go through this, man. This is this is always the fun part for me. And then I'm gonna let hey Sean, where you at? Right here. So we 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 think we want to keep playing at the thing a little bit longer, correct? Up to you. All right. So what I uh here go the article right here for Yale. Let me show y'all what's good. This is how we like to do it. This is how y'all should read it. This is what science does. Remember, science is self-correct. Am I correct? This is something that Boy Boyce left this out, so you can't leave this out. So, first of all, this is uh, the Oxford Academy, American Journal of Epidemiology. Did I say it right? Epidemic? Epidemiology. Epidemiology. I got it now. Epidemiology. Man. Ha. You come over there, right? More on this topic. This is how we do it. We sit here all day and we do this. Because there's a lot of corrections that are made in articles. And, and really, I really enjoy reading the corrections. But I enjoy reading the correspondence between different scientists as they peer through the article and find things to say. Like, this, this is what I enjoy doing. So let's click this on. It says commentary, right? It's a commentary. Comments on early outpatient treatment. Symptomatic high-risk COVID-19 patients that should be rammed up immediately as a key to pandemic crisis. So we just click this on, y'all. Show you how we do it. You click this on. All right. Click it, click. All right. Let's go to the PDF real fast. This is something boys didn't. Boys didn't bring this up because he don't know what he's doing. 
He might get invested money somewhere, right? But he sure as hell can't do this. Abstract. It said a major error was found in the article, early outpatient treatment. I ain't got to read that. Y'all just did, right? <laughs> so it's right here, y'all. Like, I ain't making this up. A major error was found in the article, early outpatient treatment of systematic high-risk COVID-19 patients. That should be rendered immediately as a key to pandemic crisis by Harvey Rice. Am I saying that right? right? Which highlights how the work of, of, of Professor Roloff should be read and considered. It say Dr. Rich, it says Dr. Harvey, it say advocated Right, hold on, wait, wait, wait for the outpatient treatment. Watch well, this, to, okay, to support his case, he cited a mortality calculation from two what? Cohorts. Mm -hmm. One presumably treated by Dr. Zilniko in New York, and the other treated by Million. In France. Okay. Huh? In France. You won't go ahead, Sean. I'm finished reading that. So, yeah, I'm familiar with the friend, the friends do too. So you, you'll hear France again soon. But in his article, Dr. Reese made an error in the calculation of the estimated mortality among at-risk patients who were treated with a combination of hydrochloroquine and azithromycin. I can't I never say that word. Who y'all can say that though? And azithromycin. Azithromycin, that's why. Yeah, Go ahead. All right. Indeed, in order to prove the supposed superiority of the biotherapy over standard care, Reese uh, posited that based on the observed number of fat uh, fatalities among at-risk patients in other studies, one would expect 20% of 1466 patients in these two cohorts to have died, i.e. approximately 293 patients rather than seven, and thereby the uh, biotherapy of hydrochloroquine plus azithromycin is 41 times more uh, infectious, said Wujawu, efficacy, well, I don't know how to say it, than standard of care. Say it again. Infectious. Efficacy. Yeah. Infectious. No, no, no. Effic. Now, you want me to keep going? So we know, all right, so to sum, sum it up real quick, okay. He took results from two other doctors, one in New York, one in France, all right? Apparently he got his calculation wrong because the math wasn't working out in his favor, all right? So this is someone rebutting Riche. Now, after the initial online publication of Dr. Riche article, it came to a light that 405 of these 1466 patients were the at-risk patients in Dr. Zelenko's cohort. The remaining 1,061 compromised while the whole sample in the study by 1 million. However, as shown in table two, not all of the 1,061 patients had at least one comorbid condition that was a risk factor. Adding the numbers of patients with each chronic condition reveals that less than 45% of the total treatment sample had such a condition. In addition, because patients often have more than one comorbid condition, obesity and diabetes or obesity and hypertension, the number of patients who were really at risk is presumably far lower. 56 patients are even more asymptomatic contacts of documented cases. Furthermore, the cohort has a striking demographic distribution. 
The mean age was 43.6, standard deviation 15.6 years, and the group included teenagers as young as 14 years of age. All of this is to say that the cohort in the study by million uh, is in no way comparable to a typical cohort hospital patients who are generally older and in worse health. Moreover, a mean of 44 years in a group with no children younger than 14 of age indicates a very young cohort, much younger than average. When comparing the cohorts, even patients with similar comorbid conditions do not have a similar magnitude of the risk. To be really at risk, you must be older. Now, wait, wait, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I just want to stop. Um because you know people are listening so i just want to bring to everybody's attention this uh everything that you just read is a contributing factor to why the stress is always on the gold standard which is a controlled a randomized controlled study a randomized placebo controlled study because you control for these variables you have to make sure that certain variables are eliminated or the ones that you allow in are under your control that you can monitor and that you can do a one-for-one -one comparison and that the data makes sense and it's, has, and it's um, quality. Outside of that, there's a lot of ifs, there's a lot of questions and, and a lot of ifs and a lot of questions makes the, the study, um, you know, un, you know, lack of quality because you can't extract real meaningful uh, answers out of a study that has loose controls and that opens the door for biases and things like that. Not biases in terms of people's opinion, but biases in terms of, of um, something coming into the study that will, that will slant the study that you didn't expect because you didn't control for it. That's why there's always a stress for randomized controlled studies or trials. And so that's the difference. So let me read the conclusion. Read the conclusion. It say in conclusion, the way the data were collected in Mars cells is so peculiar, requesting people to come on foot and line up at the door for testing, that it fools everyone, including reputable experts, into believing that the mortality rate reported by million, right, and more generally by Dr. Royal on television and social media, sometimes 0.5% and sometimes 0.9% is a clinical death toll, but it is not. Most patients were not in the hospital and were assessed at home by telephone, right? And estimate from the size of the cohorts and the numbers of beds suggested that only 10% of the patients were actually hospitalized. Therefore, it is closer to a general population death toll and should be appreciated as such that Dr. Roloff find a mortality rate in a lower bond of the known general population mortality is easy to understand. The mean age of French population of age 14 years is 48.5 years obtained by data. Reference five. Let's say the cohort of, of Rolks work as it happens is even five years younger than the demographic average. So there you go. Y'all go do the same thing we did. All you gotta do is just read. 
Get yourself a dictionary, get the words right, and just read. That's the commentary. And you can just read. There's a lot of different things right here. The response to the early thing. So you can read the response if you want to. But this is how we get out. Like, like you don't have to have a degree. You just got to be willing to read and have some patience and stop listening to people that promote the conscious community like that. Because now I kind of, I smell the game going down. Now I get it. See, boys, just stand on what you do. We don't need you to come on the side and mess it all up. We don't need you doing that. You got to shut up and do what you do. We don't need you over here doing that. Because what you're doing is you're confusing more people. And as more people get confused, it makes our job harder. It's already hard. Science is just that. It's not an easy thing. Science is not an easy fix. It's a real study. The pronunciation of words. Looking up the words. Knowing what the words mean. Being able to actually read the damn article. Without, I've seen this. I, I, I think it's just a, a thing on purpose now. Where the pseudo reads the article and comes to his own conclusion. Because he doesn't understand the information that he's reading. Never does doesn't understand the abstract, doesn't understand the conclusion, and sure as heck can't understand the information in between and how they reach their conclusion. So, hey. go ahead, brother. Let me just say this too, like, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all familiar with Boyce or not, but, you know, he's he's working with confirmation bias because uh, if you go to some of his older videos, he was already advocating uh, not wearing masks and saying how the, the COVID uh, situation is... Um, the inflated the numbers, it's not as serious oh, as people make it out to be. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. So he's already he's on that side of the fence, Uncle. Like this ain't okay. this ain't something new that he just stepped into. Okay, hey, I, I got hey, you, boys. I, I threw a link in the chat, uh, written by a doctor from Yale, an epidemiologist, I think, from Yale School of Medicine. So he totally uh contradicts some of the methodology used by Dr. Harvey Rich. He talks specifically about randomization and why it's important. It's a pretty good article too. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, like I said, you can kind of it, it. The article kind of really, really highlights the, the flaws in his methodology, where he uses uh, you know, uh, younger than average cohorts, and not only that, these cohorts um are at home, and, and you know, when, these people who are at home, that's that's um. Uh, you know, recovering from the COVID, these people is is more more likely to to recover from it. Oh, you know, already. So so that kind of taints that. Taints, uh, Go ahead. Well, that's that's what I said early on, and I want everybody to understand that thousands and thousands of people who have been infected with SARS-CoV-2 and have come down with COVID-19, they have recovered without using any medication, just a base, I mean, well, I should say they prescribed medication. They've used aspirin. They used thermoflu and, and things that you could find at home. People have used those things and have fully recovered, not died. So no, prescri no prescribed medication. Thousands upon thousands of people, you know, so... That's what I'm saying. It takes a scientific method to weed all that stuff out. But but while you were sharing your screen, um, oh, who was sharing the screen now? That was you? I was. Yeah. Can you share it again real quick? Okay. 
the article you read, you that's the one you posted in the chat. Yeah, I posted in the chat. Um, the PDF that ain't in the uh, chat. Yeah, I didn't put the PDF. I put the actual thing in there. People got to click on to the PDF. Yeah, go ahead. What was you talking about? There you go, Wu. No, that one. Okay, but okay. No, I was saying, could you open up a new tab real quick and just go to Wikipedia? All right. Okay. Okay, so um, type in, yeah, go to Wikipedia real quick. What you want? Let me type in. No, you got to go to Wikipedia. Well, I was going to type it. It's easy to do. Oh, you were going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm going to. I thought all you right. had Wikipedia and speed dial. Uh, but all right. Um, <laughs> I hit a joke. <laughs> I don't know how to take it. But I do no, got no, no, no. Listen, nah, we we are. Listen, I got Wikipedia on speed dial, right, so I ain't afraid to say. It. Right, no, type type in Vincent V I N C E N T, and then his last name is is Rancanello. Probably butchering it, but it's R A C A N R A C A N R A C A N. I got it. R A. Oh shoot. R A. C-A-N-I-E-L-L-O. All right. All right, hit it. So, and then click on that, yeah. Okay, so so what I'm doing, what I want, what I what I have you pull this up because when people um try to try to uh play around with the appeal to authority, um that's that will never work because you can always find somebody equally qualified or more qualified or more credentialed that will say something different. So that's how you end that real fast. But this guy right here, just read the first, um, just read the first two paragraphs about this guy right here. Good. You can't see it. You okay. I can read it. All right. Um, Vincent uh, Rancanelio, and I'm probably mis butchering his name is a Higgins professor in the department of microbiology and immunology at Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons. He is one of four virologists. That means he's a virologist and a professor. So he's a Yale professor, you know, but he's a, a virologist who has recently authored Principles of Biology, which is a textbook used by many teaching virology to undergraduate, medical, and graduate students. So he's responsible for writing a textbook that these folks are using. As an esteemed member of the scientific community, Rancanillo um, has received several awards, including Irma uh, T. Herschel, uh, is, et cetera, et cetera. I'm gonna skip that. He has also been a Harvey Society lecturer at Rockefeller University and a Hillman lecturer at the University of Chicago, University lecturer at Columbia University. He is also the keynote speaker for the American Society of Virology at its 2018 meeting. Rancanello has served on editorial editorial boards of scientific journals. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Editorial boards of scientific journals, including the Journal of Virology, and is a community editor for the Open Access Journal, which uh, plus pathogens. We all we see that, like we 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 use that, right? Y'all yeah, y'all, everybody been pulling that up, yeah. okay? So he's a community editor for that. He's also served as the 2015 president sure. of the American Society for Virology and keynote speaker for the 2017 annual meeting. So there's more to him, right? But the reason why I'm, I want you to, 
show that is because he has a YouTube channel called uh, This Week in Virology. It's called TWIV, T-W-I-V, This Week in Virology. I, I would suggest everybody subscribe to it. I don't have nothing to do with that thing, so I'm not promoting it, but it's good information. When you go there, he talks about the hydro, uh, hydro, hydroxychloroquine argument, and he goes over these studies. It's him, and, it's him and a panel of other virologists, and they're talking about the importance of randomized controlled trials and the difference between observational studies versus these, these true scientific trials and the, and the problems with it. And so, um, so that's all I want to say, but if you have time, I could play a clip from the particular one where he addresses these things, the whole hydroxychloroquine um, issue, and he shows how, how it's uh, faulty. Okay, bet. All right, we're going to do that, but what we're going to do now is we're going to move forward. We've got, got that clip. We're going to get that now. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to let uh, Brother Sean get it in, and then Brother Malcolm. Go ahead, Sean. What you got for us, Joe? You want me to go ahead and go? You want me to play? No, we ain't got to play that. We done with Boyce. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Boyce, you just out of the game. We just wanted right. to show you how far he was out the game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You always could have, oh, y'all, why y'all got to take that character? Look, look, man, he's out, he's out the game. Let him stick to what he do. All right, so I'm going to run through this real quick and um, just kind of I don't want to keep it, boy, everybody to death. We can beat them up with some already knowledge. So I'm going to just deal with um, the hydrochloroquine and just build on it a little bit. In the outline, we'll deal with a couple of research questions. I'll give you my hypothesis. Um, you find something funny in, in the middle of the presentation, but we'll kind of go on there. Because a lot of people, uh, a lot of this stems from a lot of conversations that have been going on on social media, but also, uh, you know, just in people's households because they, you know, they're leaning toward this whole hydrochloroquine as a solution and don't know all the evidence. So uh, my research questions is like, you know, uh, what is uh, hydroxychloroquine? Um, Has hydroxychloroquine been successful in treating COVID? Does uh, hydroxychloroquine have side effects? All right, so over the past few weeks, social media posters have, have ran rampant with the promotion of uh, hydroxychloroquine as a cure for COVID-19. Hydroxychloroquine has to be this old new drug that has had previous success in the past. I call it old because it has been used against malaria and other ones and other uh, treatments. I call it new because it must be adaptive and have the ability to evolve and mutate in its treatment to prevent or cure this new novel virus. Think about what I just said. Most of the people who seem to promote this drug are usually those who are anti-vaxxers and tend to argue for herbal remedies. Also, they all tend to argue that miracle syrups and drinks, which Madagascar and Cuba tout as a treatment to defeat the virus, are what we need, but the science and evidence in support of both have not been produced. Now, a few months back, hydroxychloroquine was touted by Donald Trump as a solution to what he uh, once called a fake virus, and that everyone should be taking it because he takes it every day, never mind the fact he owns a small stake in the drug. Several countries attempted to use 
hydroxychloroquine, and the studies began to produce and uh, produce and uh, touted as a solution, but was it really? Today, I witnessed even more support for hydroxychloroquine on Wujawa's post, but when asked for the study that support the claims I received was more lip service. This tends to be an issue in the community and one of the reasons why our people are not privy to the adverse effects of hydroxychloroquine or its failed attempts to cure, treat, or aid in the battle against the novel virus. So what is hydroxychloroquine? I think we've already defined it. If, if not, I'll give it to you again real quick. Um, the source is at the bottom. Um, it's a four amino quinoline with immunosuppressive anti-pagy uh, and anti-malarial activities. Although the precise mechanism of action is unknown, hydroxychloroquine may suppress immune function by interfering with the process and presentation of antigens and the production of cyto, uh, cytokines. As a uh, lysosomotropic agent, hydroxychloroquine raises intrasosomal uh, or pH impairing autopatic uh, protein degradation, hydro, hydroxychloroquine mediated accumulation of ineffective and uh, Autopathogosomes may result in the cell death and tumor cells relying on autopathy for survival. Now I'm gonna move on a little bit and make this quick. So um, has hydro, hydroxychloroquine been successful in treating COVID? In the next few slides, all I'm gonna do is run down studies and you can look at the bottom for the sources. And I'm just going to give you the case by case from different journals, articles, and so on and so forth who have done the studies. And I'm, I'm presenting the sources so that if you want to go elaborate on the sources, you can expound on the source yourself and find more information. So I'm not trying to make it very long here. Now, uh, hydroxychloroquine fails to show benefit in COVID-19 study data. From a large-scale clinical study conducted by Columbia University, uh, Irving Medical Center in the U.S. showed that COVID-19 patients treated with hydroxychloroquine did not experience better performance than those who did not receive the drug. So there's one case study, Columbia University, that you can research. The NIH, of course, some people are gonna say, oh, that's Fauci. However, there was a study shows the treatment doesn't, uh, does no harm, but provides no benefit. A clinical trial to evaluate the safety and effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine for the treatment of adults hospitalized with coronavirus disease uh, 2019 or COVID-19 has been stopped by the National Institute of Health. A data safety monitoring board, DSMB, uh, met late Friday and determined that while there was no harm, the study drug was very unlikely to be beneficial to hospitalized patients with COVID-19. After its fourth interim analysis, the DSMB, which regularly monitors the trial, recommended to the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, part of the NIH, to stop the study. And they halted it immediately. That's two. Here's a third one, all right? Uh, hydroxychloroquine fails to reduce COVID-19 symptoms. The first study to investigate the effect of taking the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine shortly after the onset of symptoms has found no significant reduction in symptoms. Another study, 
observational study of hydroxychloroquine in hospitalized patients with COVID-19. And this observational study involving patients with COVID-19 who had been admitted to the hospital, hydroxychloroquine administration was not associated with either a greatly lowered or increased risk of the, of the composite end point of uh, intubation or death. Randomized controlled trials for hydroxychloroquine in patients with COVID-19 are needed, all right? And that comes out of Unk's favorite journal, or one of his favorite journals. And here's another one. Uh, studies find further lack of COVID benefit from hydroxychloroquine results from two new studies, including the first randomized controlled trial are providing further evidence that the anti-malaria drug hydroxychloroquine may not help COVID-19 patients. The two studies published yesterday in BMJ found that when compared with standard treatment, the use of hydroxychloroquine did not increase the likelihood of the virus elimination in Chinese patients with mild to moderate COVID-19, nor did it have any effect on reducing uh, admissions to intensive care or death in French patients with more severe illnesses. Both studies also found a higher rate of adverse events in patients treated with the drug. The authors of both papers conclude that the results do not support the continued use of hydroxychloroquine in these patients. Three big studies dim hopes that hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine can treat or prevent COVID-19. Through the fog of the alleged misconduct, hope, hype, and uh, politicization that surrounds hydroxychloroquine, the malaria drug touted as the COVID-19 treatment, a scientific picture is now emerging, praised by president as a potential miracle cure uh, and dismissed by others as a deadly distraction. Hydroxychloroquine was uh, spared and seeming death blow last week. Now, on the 4th of June, after critics challenged the data, the Lancet suddenly retracted a paper that had suggested the drug increased the death rate in COVID-19 patients, a finding that had stopped many clinical trials in their tracks. But now three large companies, two in, uh, two in people exposed to the virus at a risk of infection and the other in severely ill patients show no benefit from the drug. Coming on top of earlier small trials with disappointing findings, the new results mean it's time to move on, some scientists say, and in most of the trials still in progress. Here's the Lancet's article, retracted. If you look at the whole article, it's got retracted all over it. Uh, hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine with or without a macro lid for treatment of COVID-19, a multinational registry analysis, we were unable to confirm a benefit of hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine when used alone with the micro lid on in a hospital, uh, well, in hospital outcomes for COVID-19. Each of these drug regimens was associated with decreased in hospital survival and increased frequency of ventricular, uh, what is that, uh, arrhythmias when used for treatment of COVID-19. Read that article because a lot of people are actually, was actually using it for their defense. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, first large study does not support routine use in COVID-19 patients. A study of nearly 1400 patients with moderate to severe COVID-19 disease at a single New York hospital found that patients who received the drug fared no better than patients who did not receive the drug. All right, I'm sounding like I'm just being repetitive here. So here's another one. 
uh, hydroxychloroquine fails COVID-19 clinical trial in France. The most recent clinical studies include 181 patients in four hospitals across France, with all the subjects in the trial having developed pneumonia as a result of COVID-19. 84 received hydroxychloroquine, while 97 did not. A summary published by Med uh, Redexiv stated that we found that HCQ treated at 600 uh, milligrams per day added to standard of care was not associated with a reduction of admission to intensive care units or death seven days after hospital admission compared to standard of care alone. Now our population of patients hospitalized because they required oxygen is very similar to that reported by others and the percentage of patients transferred to the ICU was similar to the report in Chinese cohort of 138 patients hospitalized for COVID-19 pneumonia. The study indicated that the rate of acute respiratory distress syndrome in the patients did not decrease when treated with the drug. Some patients developed irregular heartbeats from taking hydroxychloroquine, meaning that the administered dose of the drug had to be stopped. All right, so we just, we read earlier some side effects but um, according to the new research published in the uh, preprint server, uh, Rexif, which I was just mentioned in the last study, July 2020, the use of hydro uh, hydroxychloroquine, ACQ, among outpatients in clinical trials without high risk factors for cardiac uh, arrhythmia is safe with gastrointestinal side effects being the most common side effects and no fatal adverse outcomes. Now, um, the doctor that actually published this particular article is, is, is a really, really, really good read. Um, and I suggest everybody go to, uh, you know, to newsmedical.net and uh, get the clinical trials of hydroxychloroquine in COVID-19 outpatients, where it says are safe, don't let the title mislead you, because she's going to give you some signs. Now, here's uh, in the same article, she says uh, the ACQ was thought to be a safer in outpatients with COVID-19 compared with hospitalized patients. Chart two over to the right, you see an image. Uh, to the left, is the study included approximately 2,800 individuals with a medium age of 40 years. About 60% of them were in good health. The researchers found that side effects were reported in 85% of the participants, and 27 had one or more side effects related to the medication. When the dosage frequency was compared, they found that about 30%, 35% to 30%, and 20% had side effects when the drug was administered daily, twice a week, once a week, or when a placebo was used. And there go the common side effects, nausea, upset stomach, diarrhea, abdominal pain, vomiting. Um, you know, you get all you know, headaches, allergic reactions, fatigue, panic, hot flash. Yeah, 85% of the participants. <laughs> Boyce Watkins. So he's advocating that 85% of us, come on, man. Like, you know what, man? You know what, Boyce, I'm going to let you live, yo. But let this be a warning shot, yo. Stay in your damn lane, man. Go ahead and invest money, whatever you, however you do it. Send out your emails and continue to do what you do. But at this point, you didn't crossed over into the pseudo. All right, you're doing too much, man. Chill out with all that, boys. Calm down. Relax. Breathe. Get off the pseudo wagon. Stop trying to play the game. And I'm just trying to figure out why is everybody doing this? Like, 
it's not just the conscious community, it's, it's the overall world. It's like people need to make up stuff. People need to act like this is not real. Like for the life of me, I, you know what? If I start talking about it, I'm gonna end up cussing selling that out. So I'm gonna chill out and I'm gonna get on the mark when I'm in a better space for that guy. So so I got a question. So, uh, so with the video we put out, is he saying to take, is he telling people to take the medicine? Yeah. And is he taking the medicine? No, he already had it. That's what he said, he already had it already. Oh, man. He already had it, man. It's nothing. And then he, then he makes the mistake and says, well, it's not a death sentence. Well, I've never heard anybody, I have not heard as of yet, anybody consider COVID-19 as being a death sentence. That was one of the first things that came out. Like, no, it's not a death sentence. Right. But that's not the reason. That's not the reason why everybody's so up in arms. That's not the reason at all. Not that it's a death sentence, that it's a novel disease and they, they're studying it and they do not understand it. And it's causing a lot of havoc, not just in America, around the world. This would be one hell of a conspiracy. And, and what, and what else, uh, the other thing that confuses me is, you know, why... Why is there not enough talk about remdesivir and dexamethasone? In fact, Trump, who shared the video of the lady talking about the hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, came back with the USA and sent tons of remdesivir to the uh, to Texas, like four days later. Crickets. Crickets. I'm gonna move. I'm almost done. By the way, how many slides you got left? I gotta get. Hold on. I gotta get you. I'm almost done. So, I didn't got, got, got through 90%. So around 30% of the patients reported side effects in the trials where the drug was administered post-exposure or post-infection. The most common side effects reported was uh, gastrointestinal, namely stomach upset, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, uh, abdominal pain. I mentioned this earlier, so I'm not gonna really go over that now. However, in the post-exposure placebo versus treatment groups, the rate of gastrointestinal side effects was comparable. So in the placebo, the in the uh, post-exposure placebo versus treatment groups, they still had the same type of side effects, ladies and gentlemen. The side effects was uh, rated as tolerable and not requiring uh, cessation or uh, medication. Other reported side effects included lightheadedness or dizziness and allergic reactions. There were only two instances of cardiac arrhythmias uh, in the whole patient population, uh, one of which occurred in the placebo group, the other in the patient taking HCQ twice a week. There were no reported deaths in this low risk population. So that whole study was about the low risk people. Now, uh, continuing again, there's more side effects there. You got two sources at the bottom where you can go in and find out additional side effects related to it. Uh, here's my conclusion. Trump was mocked earlier this year when he bragged about taking a hydroxychloroquine. Memes began to be created and shared thousands of times a day. Black people in general laughed at him and called him an idiot. Fast forward a few months later now, the conscious community is in full support of a drug most, if not all of them, have not taken once in their lifetime. Through numerous trials, the results confirmed that hydroxychloroquine has been ineffective in treating or preventing patients against COVID-19. 
Also, side effects do exist and doctors have major concerns about them due to the fact that the severity of the side effects may lead, uh, lead to horrible conditions. However, the proper research methodology and reading comprehension we can, with proper research methodology and reading comprehension, we can formulate an honest conclusion and understand just exactly what we are dealing with regarding this drug. Y'all remember these? When he came out and made his little suggestion, all he, everybody was sharing memes related to Lysol, Clorox, and all of that, and had his name all over it. Now everybody is for and promoting <laughs> hydroxychloroquine. This piece of the Mossy Volume 2 is out now. You can pre-order it and get it a week early, or really earlier than a week, but it's out and I'm done. You sure? I don't yeah. believe it. you got 10 more slides somewhere. Mm -mm. I could have had 10 more slides. There's a lot of information that you could go and look at these particular studies. All right, hold on, man. We gotta we gotta do this commercial break real quick, y'all. Man, make sure y'all support Abgy Wear. All right. All right, let me go here. Oh man. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Man, boy, that's a powerful one right there. What's the name of the book, Sean? Spears of the Masi, Volume 2, From Spears to Pins by the Kofi Paisara Research Team. Man, I appreciate that dedication on the back of that book, man. Means something. Absolutely means something, man. Hey, Malcolm, you want to add something, brother? Let me pull this article up. I can pull uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, he got an article back here. I need to pull up. Yeah, it's a pretty good article about it. I'm pulling it up right now, Malcolm. So, hey, see, stop it right there. You see that Coronavirus Resource Center? Man, y'all need to pull that up. That's serious, man. Always get the free resource center. Stay the hell out of uh, voice in them chat when they start talking about coronavirus. Stay the hell away from Sarnetta TV when he's talking about coronavirus. Go to these resource centers, man. This is, a, this is an exciting time for science. And of course, this is an exciting time for the damn pseudo. You know, we're both elated there. 
So they hyped up about all the incredible uh, global conspiracies that they can phantom up. And we're, and we're happy because science is moving at a rapid pace. And we defeat the pseudo all the time. But I promise, these resource centers are wealth of information. Every time you see these free, you can go to the Journal of Nature, Journal of Science, PLOS, the Lancet. All of it is free right now dealing with the coronavirus. You'll never get another better opportunity. Now, of course, you know, we got to... Um, you know, we, we got the Journal of Science, right? We, we got the Lancet. We got the, the Journal of uh, New, England, New England Journal of Medicine. Yeah, of course, we're subscribed to that. But I don't expect y'all to do all that. Go with the free stuff. But go ahead. All right, so this is uh, Malcolm's article right here. He was, he was basically telling you to read. This is the uh, Dr. Wilson, who's also a part of that whole yeah thing right this is just a different perspective from uh dr wilson so this you want to read you want me to read it michael you got it yeah yeah it's fine that's fine i can I, uh, so um this transcript has been edited for clarity so just letting y'all know that that topic tells you it says welcome to impact factor your weekly dose of commentary on a, a new medical study I'm Dr. F. Perry Wilson from the Yale School of Medicine. This week I'm going, uh, I'm going against the advice of my loved ones who feel my pain as I read some pretty rough comments online to try to address the hydroxychloroquine issue. I know, I know, whenever I discuss hydroxychloroquine, people come out of the woodwork to tell me what a bad doctor I am. Even when I made a video simply demonstrating how searching pubmed.gov works, I got some pretty rough replies, but I guess I'm a, a gluten for punishment. So I've set out today to collect in one place the randomized trials that have been conducted that form the centerpiece of why doctors like me and uh, Anthony uh, Fauci don't think HCQ works for COVID. Now, before we get started, I am not paid by any pharmaceutical company, nor do I, I hold a patent on any drug or device. This is sad. My grant, funding, yeah. my grant funding comes from the National Institute of Health and Department of Defense. My NIH studies have nothing to do with drugs. My DOD study, in fact, is looking at uh, repurposing an old, cheap, relative safe drug, valproic uh, acid, for the treatment of certain type of kidney disease. I literally study whether old, cheap drugs can be repurposed for new benefits. All right, now, which is to say that I am really, really, really interested in cheap, effective ways to fight COVID-19. Because another thing I, remind, uh, I have to remind people, I'm not just a clinical researcher, I'm a medical doctor who has spent months caring for COVID-19 patients in the wards of Yale New Haven Hospital. I don't know what else to say. I'm really just trying to synthesize the data we have now. When you look at HCQ studies in COVID-19, you will find a ton, roughly 900 published at last count. The vast majority of these are observational studies. Why do people like me put so much weight in randomized controlled trials than observational studies? It's simple, all right? And then he gives you a little meme right here. Uh, why are RCTs so important? Observational studies observe effect equals true effect plus selection effect. 
Randomized trials equal observed effect equals true effect. So let's see what he says. In an observational study, the observed effect of the exposure of interest, HCQ on the outcome of interest is due to both its true casual effect and the characteristics of who was selected for treatment. In a randomized, in a randomized trial, because the selection is random, the observed effect is due solely to uh, the true effect of the treatment. That's why we put so much stock in RCTs. Before RCTs are available, observational data are okay. We can use them to generate hypotheses, but observational studies should be used to design RCTs and RCTs should be used to guide therapy. Hence my focus today on the extent RCTs. But to you're illustrate out here, you're going too far. Huh? You're going oh, too my bad. Going too fast. I knew you was gonna stop me at some point. <laughs> man, you got, you got, man, listen, listen, you gotta slow it down for the folks. Not to, not to say that our folks can't comprehend, but certain things need to be repeated and, and synthesized, like, you know, put in a different words. Those first two paragraphs above that meme, go back up. Yes, sir. Above that, above that meme, the first two paragraphs you read. Okay, let me um, go back for you. It says, right I am not a yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I have to read it again. Those two paragraphs. What he's doing is he's all he, he's pulling what we call the M and M. He he's actually, um, he's actually eliminating what the naysayers can say about him by by um having an admission and revealing and being transparent of of what his funding comes from and what he doesn't do. All right. So that killed that noise right there. So nobody, none of the naysayers can say, oh, he's uh he's funded by this or you know he's 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 part of big pharma see they can't say that because he's he nipping in the bud all right now go back down to where you were i'm, I'm sorry no 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 yeah. oh, 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 and, so he's talking about, for the rockefellers and he yeah. talked about he talked about advocating for a uh, for a cheap treatment yes that's and that's a big thing because because there's a lot of um there's a lot of people like him who who do nothing but try to repurpose old medication that 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 you know we pretty much eradicated or people who don't is not frequent in the population anymore so they try to repurpose it and find out hey it works for that but can it work for this also that's common so that he's one of those guys but the reason why I wanted you to slow down though is because look at the order of operations mm -hmm. so you first you first have an observed study observational mm -hmm. study the observational study does not have um, enough weight on its own, but it can inform us on how to set up a, a weighted study, which is a RCT, which is a randomized controlled trial. And then from the randomized controlled trial, those results will inform us on how to um, treat or for therapy. So that's the order. So, 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 and that's what I said earlier, scientists don't discount observational studies. They, they don't they don't discredit it. They don't use a sweeping broom and just like, oh, they're just lying. Oh, it's just hogwash. No, the random the um, the observational studies or what they call anecdotal experiences that these doctors are having. They help to inform and set up for the real science, which is the RCT. It's just that simple. And then the RCT is what dictates therapy and treatment. That's how it works. And so what's irresponsible about Dr. Emmanuel, which is the lady, and Dr. Rich, and anybody else, the, fr the French doctor, Dr. Rote, and all these other folks, 
they're being irresponsible because they're skipping. They're going, they're going from the observational studies and it's anecdotal experiences and trying to blanket and say HCQ, I mean, um, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, uh, and zinc, that mixture is the cure. We don't even need to look for a vaccine. It's the cure. And then they make up uh, an excuse for it um, by saying that it's, it's cheap. That's why they're trying to discredit us. They, so they play victim. So it's, it's all part of, you know, that victimizing of that. But this is what's the real science. So I just wanted you to, to, to reiterate that. One, two, three. Observe. The obs observation informs the, uh, the science. The science informs the therapy. That's it. Can't get no sweeter than that. Simple as that. Where you at? Uh, I'm gonna read it. So we no, stopped it. Uh, gonna be reading it. Huh? Uh, 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 I'm on Malcolm. Malcolm just commented. How's you doing, Malcolm? No, nah, I mean that you ain't got to read anymore. That's that's. I mean. Yeah, right. yeah. They're pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You you could just you could uh you probably knocked out the first page. I think I went two pages. Uh, yeah. Well. The I think that after he set up the basically the RCTs, he, he goes in and illustrate and give, like he said, the observational example. Since I think 100 people have emailed it to me the past week, he breaks he breaks down that um, the studies and then he just goes and gives you the data. So I think that is, you know, based on what Ujawa was saying, right, he's not discounted. Here's his proof that he's not discounted. Baseline variables are not balancing observational studies. So he's going to go get something a little bit more credible. And that's pretty much it. And then we move on to the next page. We're going to get more information out of it. But you're right. At the beginning, he set the stage and killed a whole lot of conspiracy uh, up front. So he says, now you can adjust for baseline differences here. They adjust for the severity score and the uh, comorbidity score, not age or anything else is still found significance. But let me highlight two issues with adjustments. First, adjustments isn't magical. You have to adjust for all factors that are different at baseline to get an unbiased estimate of treatment effect. Second, you don't know all of the factors. You can only adjust for what you measure. Uh, measured differences in groups will always be present with one exception. You guessed it. If you randomize, <laughs> you will balance not only measured differences, but even unmeasured differences between the groups. Yeah. Um, and that's why clinical epidemiologists like me get so psyched about randomization. Hopefully, I've convinced you that randomization is where it's at. And with that, I will present the five peer-reviewed randomized trials that to date have been published on HCQ in COVID-19. I'll also review one preprint since it's by the same group that did the, uh, well, how you say that, Malcolm? Yeah, we'll do them in published chronology order then then the reprint. So we don't have to uh, read all of these, but this no. was mentioned earlier. Yeah, let them do their own work, y'all. Let them do their own work, y'all. I think we did enough on that right there. Let them yeah, do their work. That's they it. They got all the information needed at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's all that. That's a good one. That's a good one right there, um, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Which was also mentioned in what I mentioned, too. Uh, these, these control studies are key. And that's why I
Yeah, I mean, there you go. There you have it. So you have one Yale professor against another Yale professor on the benefits or treatment of or use of HCQs. Boom. All right, that's a wrap. Right, so we we have to deal with the data. <laughs> we can't deal with the opinion. We got to deal with the data. Now, I don't care if you voice Watkins. I don't care if you saw another TV. I don't <laughs> care about none of that. What I care about is making sure y'all got the ability to determine what is right and what is wrong in the middle of a damn pandemic. <laughs> This is what's important. When you got people who are trusted in the community brooding out misinformation, they good in one area and pure trash when it comes to another. So now we just see how damn pseudo the community really is, all the way to the top. The corruption of pseudoisms go all the way up to the top. Eight to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. We're surrounded by foolery. And it's just crazy. It's crazy. Like, boys, shut up, man. I cannot believe he giving a whole speech on not to politicize and not do this as you politicize. Right. That is the most craziest thing ever. And poor Sarnetta, he bring the quack on the show. Frosty the snowman. <laughs> Santa Claus on drugs. Crazy. Thank goodness for Malcolm calling in the other day. Thank goodness for Lord Abadabadu calling in. <laughs> Thank good, like, really, dude? Like, that's, like, I don't get that. And see, I'm going to tell y'all something, Rich, you know what I'm saying, the, the pills, everybody. Man, y'all need to stop that, man. Y'all know what the homework is, divine suspect. Y'all know what the damn homework is. To make them little couple dollars of chicken scratch. Really? Is it worth it? Yeah, all right, we see at the end of the day, yo, who what? We got events going on in Atlanta with the conscious community. Like, really? Drink some gold water, you'll be fine. Really? That's, how, that's what it is? Boys, how about... The media is promoting as a death sentence. Man, you shouldn't be getting your scientific information from the damn media. Who does that? Well, you can go straight to the peer review. You go straight to it, it's free. That means you ain't got to spend $300 or $500. It's free. Come on, man. Like, they doing it on purpose to try to get more followers and more people. That's the only reason I can see voice. Like, why jump in and voice? We don't want to hear your personal opinion about your favorite Yale, quote unquote, scientist, bruh. We don't want to hear that. We, we want you to take us through the steps like we just did. That's what we're trying to do. Man, we're in touch. Then he got a nerve to say, let's have the intelligent conversation. Shut up. An intelligent conversation? Maybe in some kind of finances, but when it comes to science, the intelligent conversation is over here. It's not over there. Man, like, really, man? Like, boy, I tell you, the thing is crazy. And they'll say the same thing I'm saying and use all the wrong information. That's what makes it super crazy. <laughs> I don't know. And, 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 and it's so important to understand what science is and what it is not. 
It is so important to get our people on track because you don't have to live in fear because of the coronavirus. And no, it's not a death sentence, but I'd be damned if we want to catch it. You take this like rolling the dice. I don't know. But anyway, man, I hope y'all enjoyed the show, man. Where you at, uh, King Sosa? You quiet today. Why you so quiet, King Sosa? I need some Sit help. Back chilling, man. I'm doing some, I'm doing a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Man. It, I, I just think it's funny how uh, they always pick the white boys nobody wants. You know what I'm saying? Like, pseudo. It's like, <laughs> we give them the top-notch white boys. They go, nah, I don't want that guy. I don't want that guy. Then as soon as they find someone a little weird, oh, man, he gets on the platform ASAP. You know what I'm saying? They, they bring us to trash. <laughs> that the that the white community threw away and they bring it over here and try to present it to the black community is 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 frustrating i'm fed up with it it ain't no you know and the, i'm so glad i've been i i didn't even see the 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 show uh somebody had put it in the pseudo kills um when sonetta had the the goddamn santa claus pseudo santa claus on there but I'm so glad I don't, I'm not even subscribed to that channel no more. Be <laughs> frustrating and it get, it get my blood pressure up. You know what I'm saying? Because you almost want to slap. I mean, I'm just keeping it 100. You know what I'm saying? I, I may, y'all got to excuse me. I'm not a totally uh, reformed uh, uh, brother yet. But <laughs> that type of shit make me want to slap Sinatra's fucking hair off his fucking head. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is the stupidest thing that you could possibly do in the middle of a pandemic is have pseudo Santa Claus. Annie, Annie is a, 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 a denialist. I mean, Annie killed people in Africa. We got we got the homework tomorrow. We got yeah, all the homework. Him and his partner. Oh yeah, we are gonna go. Oh, in that's on. the guy. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my God! Come on, the black community, the uh, black, black, the blackity black conscious community, black everything, is taking information from pseudo Santa Claus. <laughs> Come on, Sonetta, oh, cut oh, that shit out. Oh, oh, don't oh, no, wear no mask. <laughs> Kill your ass. <laughs> cut it out, cut it out, boys. Watkins, the pseudo sophisticates. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 Divine Prospect, all of these pseudo sophisticates is crazy. They 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 crazy, and uh, you know, like I said, it's just it's just frustrating. You know, because the black community is the most affected um, by this uh, pandemic because of the lack of um, health knowledge, the lack of health care. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black people ain't even got the proper health care. They don't have private health insurance. You know what I'm saying? So they're not getting the the the, the type of health care that is is that a normal human being deserves. You know that every every human being in the world deserves. They're not getting that in the black community. You know, and 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 to top it off, we getting bad information on top of that. And, and also, you know, our, our diet is terrible too. You know what I mean? Diabetes and, and, and heart disease 
runs rampant in the in the in the black community. So then when you put uh uh COVID-19 on top of diabetes and heart disease, you know, that's 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 the perfect cocktail for death. That's why we dying the most. That's why it's affecting us the most. You know, not even not just not just uh through our health but economically how many how many uh, through this pandemic you know we don't even ask ourselves how many black women have an eviction notice in their mailbox right now you know what i'm saying in order to stop this we got to take this stuff seriously in order to in order to uh allow that black woman to go back to work allow this economy to 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 open back up allow her to be able to send her kids to school so she can go out and make that money. You know, the, 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 the husbands and wives and, and, and the single moms and all of that, they can't go out and make that money because the numbers are still going up because we ain't taking it, it seriously because we listen in the Sonetta and pseudo Santa Claus. <laughs> but that's all I got to say, man, I, I could go on forever, man. Yeah, we're going to go in the mall. We got you too, Rich. Smoking that pseudo nonsense for real. I'm really on Rich, cause Rich, you've been getting away with the pseudo pass. You've been tiptoeing through the two loops. Where you at, Awuja? So we can wind this down. Where you at? I'm right here. I just need a little bit of help. What you need? Um, y'all can see my screen, right? Yeah. I just need help. I just need help to fill this out a little bit more. That's all. So, <clears throat> y'all know I like I like Venn diagrams. I like diagrams and visuals, <laughs> right? So what I want to do, we don't even have to do it all right now, but I'm going to keep putting this up and we're going to keep adding to it. It's going to be a running, a running thing. So what I want to do is I want to have one side, two sides. And what we're going to start noticing is there's a pattern. The anti-vax people. Now, these 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 these, these all overlap. I'm not saying all anti-vax people are germ, uh, germ theory uh, deniers or anti-maskers, but you'll notice that these things overlap. So we got anti-vaxxers, right? I want y'all to notice something in your circles and in your conversations, I want y'all to notice something that those people who are against vaccines, a lot of them are also against germ theory. Yes. And if, and if y'all don't know what germ theory is, I suggest you look it up. We don't have time to explain it. They're against germ theory and they're pro-terrain theory. Okay, so I should put that down here. So they're pro-terrain theory. Mm -hmm. The same people are usually anti-mask. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I need y'all to help me to fill this out some more. What else can we say? What else have y'all noticed that is... Pro-herbs. They pro-herbs. Okay, we got to say more than that because being pro-herbs is is a, actually a good thing. Like you want to... You wanna, you no, wanna, no, no. No, 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 no. I promise you they all conspiracy theories. No. Okay. Yep. There you go. No, no but the big farmer, big farmer got all of them gonna be conspiracy theories. That's why the information you get is wrong and what they give you is right. Big farmer. Hey, when I when I say pro now I think I know what you mean. We just gotta word it. I'm saying because being pro herb Yeah, but they pro herbs over everything though. That's the anti-pharmaceutical. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, anti <laughs> Yeah, uh, and two, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna fine tune this, but go ahead. 
I also I also noticed that they uh, the majority of them are a part of some type of faith based group. <laughs> yeah, that normally goes with Saturday. I'm sure I spelled that wrong, but I'll correct it. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. So, you know, like I said, I don't want to take that much time, but I, I just want y'all to, to understand that, that I'm gonna keep we're gonna fine-tune this and we're gonna and then we're gonna do the thing for the other side. Okay. And because I want y'all to understand there's a pattern to this, there's a psychological uh grouping that we could do. And I'm guarantee you that on the same side, you're gonna have some overlapping with people who believe in uh um, the Lost City of Atlantis, the Akasha Records, uh, the Land of Mu, and all that's gonna gonna uh, kind of coincide uh, on this side as well a little bit. Yeah, they they are part of the, uh, of a faith based group. You know what I'm saying? Guaranteed. <laughs> right. So so anyway, I just I just wanted to, I just want to fill this in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna keep adding to this because it's important for us to see patterns and to see visually see how things correlate with each other and overlap and relate because there's a relationship between all of this stuff and you're going to notice something and you're, you're going to notice that on this side, I'll be able to put ignorance on this side. And then we feel another side, we would put knowledge, knowledge-based thinkers, critical thinking, this, that, and the other, and then ignorance-based, which means it does, it's not a pejorative thing. It's just to say that people operate based on what they don't know. And they come up with all these things versus people who operate on what you can know and do know and you and you have a, a list of things so i just want everybody to understand and this is how you this is how you do it you start to categorize things on a high level and now we can make adjustments and make progress at least we'll know how to categorize things and categorize conversations and categorize people and then you know how to deal with that deal with the issue and deal with the people themselves anyway that's all i uh, uh so, you know, y'all can help me out to keep filling this out. Yeah, we're going to keep filling that out, man. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to close out with the Journal of Science. Yeah, we do have a subscription to that. Do get the magazine. So, this is why I advocate so hard and why it's so important to start out young with the babies in science so that we can make it more palatable for them. So, on page uh, 232, okay, um, white men dominate textbooks. This is a journal of science now. It says um, they have a section dealing with diversity. See, even they understand the need to get more black minds into the fold. It's important, no matter what y'all say. So white man's science promotes more other than white people in science. I just want y'all to know that. It says few, it says few non-white or female scientists appear in textbooks widely used in US introductory undergraduate biology classes. A study has found, right, in seven of the most commonly used ones, only about 7% or more, more than 1,100 scientists mentioned were non-white. Non-white students received 35% of US bachelor's degrees in biology in 2015-2016. And the lack of visible role models, see this is what we're advocating, from uh, underrepresented groups in textbooks might have discouraged more from entering the field. 
The research team suggests, it says, what they say, what's more, the textbook mentioned several male biologists for every one female scientist. One received 60% of bachelor's degrees in 2015-16. The share of textbooks reference to women and people of color has grown only slowly, the researchers from the multiple institution, uh, including Auburn University reported in the 24th June issue of the Proceedings of the Royal Society. Okay, it say to inspire undergrads, the author suggests that universities highlight diversity in other ways, for example, by posting uh, photographs in classrooms and other campus spaces of women and people of color doing research, man. So come on, man. Man, get your kids interested in this, man. Get them off the pseudo. Don't have them wait until they're 30, 40 years old to get interested in science. Don't give them some pseudo explanation of where humans uh, diversify from. Don't do it. Don't give them some crazy biblical explanation of uh, how the earth and universe started. Don't do it. That's always been the mistake. When we was in science class, when we were younger, right, no one liked science. Most of us didn't. Pretty sure some of us did, like Wuja. <laughs> Nobody really necessarily liked science, right? But we were all interested, like, where do we come from? How do we get here? What's this? What's that? Our parents told us to go to church to learn that. So let me get this straight. Our parents, our elders, those in charge, told us to go to church to learn where we come from. But none of them hyped us on science. None of them told us the reality is if you want to learn about your world you live in, go to science class. No one told us that. So we're advocating for that now. Your young babies, if they want to know where they come from, who they are, and what they are, you go to science class. You don't go to church to learn about who you are and what you are and where you stand. Where are we in the cosmos? You won't learn that in church. You go to church when you want to learn other people's culture and venerate their ancestors. And I'm going to end with that, man. I appreciate everybody coming through, man. Um, we're going to be live tomorrow. All right, we're going to deal with that. Uh, AIDS denialists. Uh, what you call them? Pseudo Santa Claus. Santa Claus, you know what I'm saying, on crack that was presented on Sarnetta TV. Curtis without a cause. Run his mouth. If anybody needs vaccines, it's Curtis without a cause. He definitely needs, he needs all of them. <laughs> so, man, I just find it very interesting that we keep finding ourselves in these positions where people who sit at the forefront of the community constantly passes on the misinformation. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out on that, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate everybody coming through, man. Make sure y'all support uh, Kofi Pasai Research Team. What's the name of the second book, Sean? Uh, yeah, it's from um, from Spears to Pins. Spears to Pins, man. Make sure you support that, brother Malcolm. Man, I hope you join us tomorrow, man, because you know we're gonna get it in, man. We're gonna yeah. play that clip when you get in there, man. Same time tomorrow. Man, I, I, I absolutely appreciate you being on the front line for real. 
And I appreciate your growth and development as an African. Appreciate that. King Sosa, you know, I always appreciate you, man. You know, you always welcome around here, man. You've been a yeah. shooter killer non-believer from day one, right? I appreciate you. All right. Concrete core, you already know what it is. We're gonna do our thing tomorrow, man. Sean, man, I appreciate the work, the unwavering support, and I appreciate the two documents y'all have produced, right? And I appreciate y'all supporting me in endeavors to communicate science. Woo job, you know I appreciate you, bro. You my man. I'm a raw squad official, man. I appreciate your work. I appreciate the way you slow down a conversation when needed. And I appreciate your damn accuracy. You can call you the damn sharpshooter. You're on the damn roof with the scope. Appreciate that. I'm going to bomb them out with the tanks and blow the whole goddamn on block down. But you, you the sniper on the roof. Man, I appreciate yeah. so you everybody. Got that, 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 that Beirut, that Lebanon explosion, that, that's you? you, you yeah, know. that's me. That's me. Yes, that's me. Eleven on explosion. Get everybody. The good ones with the bad. You too close. <laughs> yeah, that's me. But we work well together, man. All of us learning, man. And everybody in the chat room, man. Let me let me shout them out, man. We got eighty-seven thousand people in the chat room. I don't know what happened to the hundred thousand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, Zan. Anusha. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You should. Dave B, what's going on? I see you. I cool. What it do? CK. I know you got the link, CK. You hide noise. Rastaman. Rasta. It's bid one. I probably said that wrong. I tried. Evans. Evans. What's good? Who else we got in here? Going down the line, down the list. Uh, Metro customer. <laughs> the funniest name in here, man. Uh, who else we got? We ain't had no we ain't had no funny people in the chat room. Nope. As I was gonna say, you 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 know, usually this kind of conversation will be a magnet for the nayers, the naysayers, and the, the ones that I had on that side of that that uh, line, you know. Yeah, and you kept that uh uh Trying to isolate the little bubonic plague over there, right? You got a case yeah. of bubonic plague over there. <laughs> so that's, that's creeping back up. You know, they're saying they're saying that this like there is no going back pre pre corona is is a wrap. Like wow. whatever, whatever you were whatever we were doing as a society at large, like you know, that is done. It's this gonna is be nine eleven. Like never gonna go back. Like nine eleven, never went back after nine eleven. This shit. So. Right. This is this is a wrap. This is new. We on new. This is transformative society right now. That's just it. Like Man. you know, vaccine. straight up. Hey, hey, yeah. Like like the vaccine game, yo. The vaccine medicine, the, the RNA vaccines, the DNA vaccines. Um, still waiting to see because we don't have none of them approved yet, but. That's the next one. And, and see, Wujah, when they talking about they dangerous, they dangerous, but man, the vaccines are getting safe. As a matter of fact, uh, they, they they complaining on that on that show the other day, the, the daggone quack was complaining about the RNA vaccines, but damn, it's a synthetic, it ain't even a real, it ain't even a real virus. They're actually using a computer generated model. Well, actually, yeah, that's, you know, we should have probably brought this up a little earlier, but you, you just, you just said it though. 
what people got to realize is that there is no vaccine for COVID-19. When you hear people talk about vaccines, we got to include the word candidate, candidate in it, candidate. These are vaccine candidates. And I think there's up to 140 candidates right now with, I think, less than five have gone through um, uh, human trials. And then only two or three are in their um, phase three uh, position in terms of the process. So we have to keep remember these are candidates. So you're gonna have some vaccine candidates that fail. So if you if you if you see an article where somebody says, well, hey, uh, this one didn't work, don't try to use the naysayers. Don't try to use it to say, see, vaccines don't work. No, it's part of the process. We 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 have to test for safety and efficacy. So while they're testing it, if it doesn't show safety or doesn't show effectiveness then guess what? You toss it to the side. That's why the process is there. But do they do that with your hydroxychloroquine? No. no. So step to the side, stay in your lane, let the, let the science work and watch it. Join in, chime in, but don't try to come with the, you know, as yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Foolery and, uh, and his favorite word now is uh, malarkey. How, how does it, how does it, how, how does an herbologist promote <laughs> like over vaccine, like how is the anti man? Let me get out of here, man. They don't, hey man. Look, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. I think we didn't got caught off into an alternative universe somewhere, y'all. Man, I'm telling you, in the information age, man, I think we're regressing, man, as a nation. Well, hold up, but but now just real quick on the on the uh, mRNA virus. This is unique. This is different. And, and see, the naysayers try to use that too. Oh, see, they've never done this before. It's never been approved before, ever, ever. Okay, it hasn't. This is very brand new technology, just like a car. Before a car was a car, we didn't have a car. You know what I'm saying? So this is new, new technology. But what this, this um, process does, it fools the body into producing the foreign protein. So whereas, not, whereas um, the other vaccines, they actually would attenuate the actual pathogen itself and then introduce it to the body to, to um, trigger a immune response. But this way, this new technology, it's actually injecting the RNA, the transcription code for our own bodies to produce um, and train the immune system, to produce the uh, proteins of the enemy to um, train our immune system. So it's a new technology and that's what they're working with. So just to kind of give a gist of, of what that's about. Yeah, and one day we'll do a show on that. We'll talk about how uh, the scientists are working on that. Um, I listened to a couple of Harvard studies like a couple of years ago, and, and just was interesting how uh, the scientists kind of came up with it. And, you know, he was one, they, they, so they kind of already know like certain cells that they have and certain proteins that when they take them to lab rats, they could automatically tell which ones would get cancer. Right, because they take cells from um, it was taking cells from the daggone cancerous, uh, uh, what do they call it? The things, the the, the growths, right? Tumors, huh? What tumors or something? Tumors, yeah. They was taking the proteins that was found in those, and they was putting them in rats, right? And they could automatically tell which ones was going to get cancer. And by them saying they're like, man, so we can just go to the you know what I mean? The RNA and DNA, we can synthetic, we can we can do we could probably do that. Let's see. And so, you know, it's it's interesting, man. But one thing's for sure, 
they're going to be uh, safer than, than the protein vaccines. So the old vaccines are called the protein vaccines, right? They're definitely going to be safer than those. And, and remember, y'all, for something to be safer, it already has to be damn safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, safer. See, you hear the word safer don't mean that they're not safe, right? Safer, right? Y'all crazy. Y'all fighting against things that are, are looking for things that are safer, right? Y'all dealing with stuff that ain't nowhere near safe because we don't know. We don't have the testing on it. We don't know. All that stuff divine suspect be promoting, we don't know. We don't hey, know. Hey, uh, we should like this one, remember, because he was arguing for, he said he's not anti-vax. He's just, oh. he wants safer. So now he got safer, bro. So now he going to be on the team. Man, no. <laughs> pseudo killer. The baby. <laughs> oh, and do you know I was in the room with 700 white people? And all of them said they wasn't anti-vax, but every time we talk about a vax, they move. Get off it, man. Look, we out, man. Peace.